You are listening to the QSR Web Podcast. As restaurant business news revolves ever more closely around all kinds of talk of plant-based products, one Georgia-born brand with a former rancher and farmer in the C-suite is keeping its focus on top-notch grass-fed beef burgers. Matt Brand, Farm Burger, and its co-owner, Jason Mann, are next on QSR Web Podcast with me, Yes, our web editor, Shelley Whitehead. Are you a supplier or a brand working to elevate the customer experience? The Interactive Customer Experience Association connects brands, suppliers, agencies, and more who are working to create transcendent customer experiences. Let's work together to create a better customer experience ecosystem for us all. Join the ICX Association today at ICXA.org. Okay. We're back, and a question for you. When you conjure up images of farm life, what do you think? Maybe pastoral, kind of laid back, perhaps even a little, I don't know, old-fashioned? Well, down on the farm burger farm, at least. Slow, sleepy, and old-fashioned is anything but the case. This brand, which takes its name on the taste bud, tantalizing qualities of grass-fed beef burgers, has got a ton of irons in the proverbial fire. And none of them are the least bit old-fashioned, but very much on trend. And that includes everything from a recreated vegan burger, an invasive species catfish sandwich, to a just-opened location in that mecca of all things hip and trendy, Whole Foods. Jason Mann, you are the co-founder and CEO of the brand, and I'm happy to have you. Pleasure is mine. Thank you for what you do and for uh, letting us, us uh, restaurateurs and uh, people that are trying to make sense of this crazy industry have a, have a voice. I want to start kind of at the beginning, so to speak. If you will please give us a, a, kind of an overview of where we're at with this brand at the moment as it pertains to your geographic reach, your number of locations, annual sales, what, this is your ninth year, isn't it? Yeah, this is, on, on May will be our, our decade, man. We are, we are almost approaching our, our, we're our, our tweens, you know, we're, we're, <laughs> we're not a baby anymore. We definitely are, are out having fun, but I feel like our, the, our parents have let us play in the woods. We've, we've, we've failed, we've, we've, we've fallen, we've healed, and we've learned a lot along, along the way. So we're approaching our, our decade anniversary will be uh, April. So it feels like we've, we've endured and we're excited to, to look to the horizon for the, the next 10 years. So and, where um, are you and how many locations are you at right now? Yeah, so we're, you know, we're a southeastern company. You know, this, this concept really was, was born out of, out of my, my farm and, and small ranch in, in Athens, Georgia in 2009. And um, we're headquarters in Atlanta. You know, our first restaurant opened up in Atlanta in 2009 in Decatur, which is uh, the, where Emory University is, small, small, very uh, interesting, diverse town on the outside of Atlanta. And um, now we've, we've spread our, our, our reach throughout the, you know, throughout the, I think, the greater Southeast, Tennessee, North Carolina, Alabama. We had a, uh, a sojourn, which was one of our, our great adolescent adventures into the West Coast, where I'm from, into, into the Bay Area, into Berkeley, California, and in Marin County. 
And um, last year we decided just in light of some of the, the things that, that the whole industry is, is currently having to address, you know, one of the great challenges of labor and the labor market in the Bay Area and for us to achieve some of the, and live up to some of our core values around people, it just wasn't a sustainable future to expand in the Bay. So we moved forward from the two units on the West Coast. And now we just opened up our 11th uh, yesterday in Midtown Atlanta at the you know Whole Foods' new kind of centerpiece store. You know, I wonder, um, you know, as you said, you kind of backed out of the Bay Area, and that was largely due to labor costs. Am I, am I correct, or am I putting words in your mouth there? No, no, that's, you know, it's a really interesting question. You know, I, I, we, the, the, the top, top line sales, the, the, the guest customer reaction was as good as any of our units. But to do what we do, and I think this is something that we'll get into as the conversation opens up, you know, we're, we, you know to really stay true and aligned to our core values, which is, is really, you know, I would say one of my primary jobs as uh, the captain of the ship is to, to make sure we can do that. And, and the reality was that the, in, in the Bay and to, to sustain growth, if, we, if they were just going to be one or two units there, it was we probably could have kept the kept the course, but when we looked at trying to go to having the scale that we would need to be able to leverage the supply chain to really to invest in the people the way that we like to, we didn't really see a sustainable course. And um, you know the Bay Area is, is a truly unique environment right now, just with what's going on there, the amount of growth, obviously the amount of wealth, the amount of uh, also imbalance just uh, around around the, the industry there. And um, it's probably a whole podcast to talk about the Bay. And, uh, <laughs> but, but it just, but it, but it made, it made it, when we looked in the mirror and we try to be, and I think this is one thing that we try to do that I think we do relatively well is just be reflective, be self-aware. And we just didn't see a, a, a future that, that justified the opportunity cost. When we feel like the, the spirit of our brand is in, in the work that we do is really needed more in the Southeast. You know, the, the Bay Area is, as a lot of as you well know, is the kind of the, the hotbed of, of sustainability and farm to table. And it's where I, you know, kind of the intellectual and cultural uh, kind of cut my teeth in, in restaurants and in, in, in the community there. And so I feel very, the, it's very important to me to make sure when we think about Farm Burger and we think about opening new restaurants, that we're that we're still contributing to the conversation, and that you know when we talk about growth, and I know that I think it's when we, also a question that you're going to ask is what's the future? Is like I want to make sure that farm burgers are being opened in communities that really need farm burgers and are going to appreciate the the work that we do, support the work that we do, and um, and I feel like in the Bay Area at the time it was just um, it made a lot of sense to to, to move forward to thank our guest. And to and to let the other folks that are that are fighting the good fight on the front line there to continue their work. Cows and beef are pretty much central, and that farmer, all central to this brand, both visually in your logo and in sync with your burger offerings. Um, since you're sourcing as much as you can, as I understand it, from farms that put clean, organic, humane beef production at the center of what they do. So um, have you been surprised by the types of customers attracted to that kind of brand? And can you tell us a little bit about them and how you adjust your marketing to speak to them? 
That's a really great question. And first, you know, we really see, you know, our, our, our producers are our partners. You know what I mean? Especially in the beef space, you know, but, you know, we, we offer beef, poultry and pork, you know, since, since day one. And, 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 you know, we, our, our, our core values are, are really about our protein program and, you know, and, and making, you know, a, a hard commitment to our guests and to our producers that, you know, when you come into farm burger, you're going to be eating 100% transparent, high quality, best in class protein. And, um, and so, so that would, that's really what, what farm burger is about, you know? And, and so when you think about that, the one thing you got to remember now, this is, is I, I, I'm from San Diego, California. I was educated in the Bay area at Berkeley. You know, I, 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 one thing I never wanted to do was go to go into another community, a la a, the Southeast and tell people how to eat. And this is 10 years ago. You know, this is even, this is beyond, this is really 12 years ago. And um, it was important to me that we let the food, we let the hospitality, we let the price in, in, you know, let's just call it the whole value proposition speak. And so we really, our approach was to not be in your face, to not be pedantic about what we do and how we do it. We really wanted the, the experience to speak. And then, frankly, we wanted people to be inquisitive. And so the marketing for the, let's call it the first five years of Farmburger was very subtle. It was, it was by championing our producers, by, by telling their story, but, but we, we never really wanted to be too, you know, we didn't want to, we didn't want, want, to, want it to be in people's face. But fast forward to today, and this is a question that me and, and our leadership team have often, is that, you know, organic, grass-fed, natural, regenerative, plant-based, you know, what, what was, what was uh, something that was happening on the margins of the food industry has now become something that if you don't have, you're, you're losing. And so as there's a lot of noise in the space, a lot of greenwashing in the space, a lot of people that are not truly walking the walk of the talk. And, um, and so now when Farmburger goes into new markets, and now that there's a lot of competition to try to tell these stories, we've had to think differently about our, our marketing. And it's why we're doing podcasts like this, <laughs> you, know, it's what, you know, and it's why, it's why I feel like I need to, you know, I, I'm more comfortable putting myself forward. It's why we're, we're in, in the four wall environment. We're telling different stories, you know, for, we, we, for instance, you know, we never wanted to, we have a, just a very uh, like a paper bag type uh, placemat, you know, paper, recycled paper that we use, you know, and, and now, you know, for years, everyone said, Hey, why don't you guys, you know, use that to tell, tell the story of some of your producers and talk about what you do. And I'm like, no, I think that's, you know, I want, I want people to, to really be focused on their food and on, on the, the conversation and the friends they're eating with. I don't think people need something in their face, but now 10 years into it, you know, we we're, we're going to do that. You just relaunched your number two house-made vegan burger, as I understand it, with a new recipe that uh, sounds stupendous to me. How's it being received, and have you tweaked it since the launch earlier this year? Yeah, <laughs> vegan. You know, so no, no. I, I, you know, this is this is an interesting. You know, your questions are. I, we have wanted to be a very inclusive space. You know, we want, we want vegans, we want vegetarians, we want, we want hipsters, we want 
my parents, we want little kids, you know, we want Farnburger to be everyone's restaurant. You know, I mean, that's been a big part of what we do. If you go on and read our reviews often, people say some of the best vegetarian and vegan food you can get at Farnburgers. We do a daily special with, with the, the farm, the, the produce that's coming in off the, you know, in the back door. But the interesting thing is obviously as you scale and you have to really think about your supply chain and do things differently, you know, how do you also streamline and create more discipline throughout your organization. You know, not every unit has the same level of, of, of cooking team and, and chefs at, at the helm. So for instance, the vegan burger, you know, we had a, a lot of disparity throughout the, the system on, on our, our, our vegan burger. And the truth is that, that three or four of them, they were vegetarian. You know, we had, a, we had this incredible award-winning vegetarian burger that was in Atlanta that we, we opened up with. But then throughout, then, when we started to move outside of the of Atlanta, we, we went to strictly a vegan burger. So the vegetarian burger was a relic of the past and it lived only in Atlanta, but people loved it. Huge, loyal guest following. But we felt that we needed to have consistency throughout the system. We needed it to be a vegan burger. And so, you know, we, we hit the laboratory, the food lab, and we, uh, you know, we came up with a recipe that we're, that we're, we were proud of. And um, we think it's, you know, it's something that we can see evolving over time and with the seasons, especially how it's, you know, the accoutrements, how it's, how it's built, but it's, it's been received well. You definitely sit in the Atlanta market. You do have people, you know, coming in with, with wet eyes, wondering where the vegetarian burger went. But, um, but we really feel like the, the vegan experience is important. You know, we tell people, this is one of the craziest things that, 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 that people hear from us is that we tell people to eat less meat. We're, we're like the only burger company that you'll ever find that will say, Hey, don't eat meat every day. When you do eat meat, eat grass-fed meat, eat farm burger. You know what I mean? It's one of those, it's one of those things. And so we're, we want to try to get our guests to come in for a beef burger one night, a vegan burger the next night, and hopefully, a, you know, a, a chicken salad the next day, you know? <laughs> so, so we, so we really, really want to have a diverse set of, of offerings and, and we, and we're doing our best to, to, to speak to, to people that are thinking differently about, about red meat. And, um, and we think we got a, an important part to play in that conversation as well. And I, I think we were talking a little bit before the show about, um, oh, that other, those other types of burgers that you hear so much about today that are uh-huh. vegan based. Um, why'd you decide to go with your own formula? You know, so we do, we, we do offer, you know, we're talking about, we were, me and Shelly were waxing poetically on how uh, Silicon Valley Impossible Burger and um, Beyond Meats has disrupted the, the, our, our, our industry in a, in the, quickly over the last few months. And I got to tell you, those guys have told a great story. You know, no one, there's been veggie, highly processed veggie burgers on the market for 20 years that I think are every bit as, as tasty. But for whatever reason, you know, it's, it's hit a, a powder keg in the last 90 days. And, um, you know, I, I applaud those, both those businesses and what they've accomplished. And um, I think there's a, obviously the market and the industry has to respond. You know, we, um, we have, we were a champion of the Impossible Burger over the last uh, year. And we, we felt that it was really an interesting story to tell. And we felt it did have a place on our menu. But, you know, as you know, uh, you know, Burger King and, and White Castle and, you know, have jumped on board. And now most of the smaller, smaller restaurant groups and uh, independent restaurants can't get the Impossible Burger. And we have a lot of angry guests that, that were like, hey, man, we got our, our Impossible Burger here and now we can't get it. So we got to tell, 
tell them why and how. Speaking of new things, this month, let's see, uh, you're opening a store inside a Whole Foods market in your home base of Atlanta. You just opened it, right? Wednesday. Yep. Just second day right now. I'm, I'm looking at I'm looking at the ticker as we speak. <laughs> how how did that come about? And, and is this the start of something we could see elsewhere for the brand? You know, I, I've been, I, you know, I've been a fan of Whole Foods since I, since I was an 18 year old kid wandering around Austin, Texas, you know, on a, on a road trip and wandered into my first Whole Foods, you know, in, in 19, whatever, a long time ago. And, uh, and, you know, I, watching Whole Foods evolve and having a lot of friends that have, have worked uh, in, the, in, in that company as they've gone through their, their, their growth and their challenges, you know, I, I've always you know, a lot of, I remember when we were getting started, you know, a lot of folks would ask in the real estate space, you know, what's your, what's your demographic? And a lot of times I would say, well, you know, look at where Whole Foods is going. And, uh, you know, typically with Whole Foods, it feels like they're going into a market, that's a good spot to put a farm burger. And um, over time, a lot of our producers, a lot of our, our key beef producers have also built relationships with Whole Foods. So, and I think that we both just had our, an eye on each other. And, you know, I, I, out here on the West Coast, you know, they've helped, they've developed uh, their friend program, which is working with like-minded uh, restaurant groups to place, uh, you know, not, they're not quite in, you know, it's not in the Whole Foods, it's, it's connected to the Whole Foods. And, um, and so you can really have an, a completely farm burger experience without ever walking into the Whole Foods and, or, you know, you can walk, you know, there's also a door into the, into the store. But um, I think in the end of the day, I think, you know, when you look at uh, both of our brand's values, how we think about agriculture, how we think about farming communities, and the part of the, of the, the food company can play in it, you know, I think it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an obvious, uh, obvious match. And so when the conversation started a, a couple years ago, you know, we, we thought that they were to put the right real estate, you know, in, in our market, we'd be happy to work with them. And then, you know, it was, it was a process trying to figure out how it, it would work. And um, I think it's a beautiful, beautiful store. It's a little bit bigger than most of our other units. And, um, you know, it's as to the future, you know, I think that we, you got to have, let's, it's kind of like getting married, right, man, you got this is we're on our first, our first couple of dates right now. And I think that we'll, we'll, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see how it goes. You know, I, 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 but I could see, I could see a future. And um, obviously it's, it's not just Whole Foods, it's Amazon. And, um, and that's a whole nother, a whole nother creature in itself. So, you know, if, if Whole Foods and Amazon are excited about working with Farmburger, you know, I would love to be involved in, in, in thinking about how those three brands can, can help, uh, you know, make the world a better place. <laughs> so. <laughs> okay. That is, uh, well, hello. Is anyone listening <laughs> with C? Yeah. Come um, on, Jeff Bezos, give me a call. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to chat. I know you listen um, to Shelly's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's true. Yeah. He's, he sent me an email today asking me, you know, what, <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, the truth is also that, and I love this, that you've moved into uh, a sandwich with an invasive species 
through this blue catfish sandwich, which I've never tried, though. I have had freshwater catfish, and I hear this is sweeter and firmer. And I just wonder, how has this been going over? And um, are you going to do more of this type of invasive species sandwiches or entrees? You know, I, you know, this is an idea, you know, as an ecologist and as a farmer, you know, we deal with invasive species. You know, you mean you go to any pasture and especially any pasture that is, has, has suffered any sort of degradation. You know, when, 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 when a soil system gets open, the invasive species move in, right? Whenever you have a disruption, invasive species come in, whether it's the sea, the land, et cetera. And so as an ecologist, the concept of how we manage to, to, to prevent and or to get rid of invasive species is an important, there's a whole school of ecology, invasive, invasive species ecology. And so it's something I've always thought about, you know what I mean? I, and there's, you know, Jose Andres uh, has, you know, he has a, down in the Caribbean, they, they, they work with lionfish. And lionfish, they, one of his resorts or something he's involved with, they work on the lionfish front. And so I was, I was intrigued by how they were using the menu and using the skills of their chef to obviously take, you know, species that are overly harvested and, and get people to get excited about eating invasive species. And the reality is, is, you know, farm burger or a handful of restaurants are probably not going to make a significant impact. But once again, it's more about the conversation. It's more about people thinking about what is an invasive species? How can we do our part in, in, in being part of the solution rather than the problem? And, um, <clears throat> So for us, you know, my, my, my co-founder, George Frangos, he had a relationship with um, someone that he worked with in the, in the mid-Atlantic around Chesapeake. And he's a, he's a fisherman, but also runs a small distribution business. And so we had a line to this, to a high quality uh, product. And, you know, we, and obviously catfish also speaks to our Southeastern heritage. And, um, and so we wanted to do a fish sandwich, try to do something different. So it was a limited time offer. And uh, it's, it's, I believe it is all wrapped up now. And it, and it went well. It went, it, it went well for a long time. And I think we could see, I think as we start thinking differently about other invasive species, like we've been talking about kudzu. You know, That's kudzu what I was thinking. That's you know, and, you know, kudzu, you know, you can make, you can, you know, there's like, I, I know someone that makes kudzu root beer, you know, kudzu can be cooked down and, and, and eaten. There's a lot of things that can come, come out of it. So different sorts of invasive species might pop up over time, over, over farm burger at the farm burger world. But um, I, I think it's, I think it's bigger than just invasive. It's just, I think it represents, you know, how our brand wants to think about, uh, about, about our menu and about what we can offer, you know, because it's, it's, you know, we do do, you know, burger and fries is our, is our nut and bolt. But we, we also want to continue as we grow to, to think differently and to make sure that our guests um, gets, to, gets to experience some unique stuff when they come, in, come into, our, into our stores. Well, Matt, uh, just to kind of wrap up here and referring back to Catfish, which has got the South by the heart strings, um, <laughs> I'm wondering, will Farmburger itself, which is now mainly South, a uh, Southern brand, will it remain so? And how do you see it growing uh, in the next couple of years? Yeah. You know, we're in the greatest, in the history of modern world, you're right. This is the best time to be an eater. There's never been a, a more diversity and more restaurants than there is today. You know, it's, and as, as, so as an eater, it's the best of times. As a restaurateur, 
I think, and especially a restaurateur that, that wants to grow, you know, you've got to be really, really smart about your decisions, about where you're going next. And, um, and, I, and so Farmburger will not grow for growth's sake. Like I said earlier, you know, we, we still believe that the world should have more farm workers. <laughs> and, and as long as I'm like, and as long as we can, as long as we, you know, me and my partners, we think about our legacy and our brand legacy, you know, we want to be a thought leader. We want to be a thought leader in the space for both our peers in the industry, for the, the, the farmers and producers that we work with and the ones that we bring into our fold and, and, and to our guests. And, and so when I think about the future of Farmburger, you know, I, I, I believe there are, you know, many communities that, 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 that where Farmburger is interested in going. So, you know, I think, I think we, want, we want to grow smartly. You know, I would, I would like to believe that we could be at 20 to 25 units uh, in the next, you know, opening three to, three to five units a year over the next five years. But at the same time, you know, I think this, this, this industry right now is there's, there's a lot of peril. And, you know, I think you've got to be really, really smart. And so, you know, we're looking for, for unique spaces and unique communities. We're looking for unique partnerships, like, you know, one we have with Mercedes-Benz Stadium. You know, we're, we're in there. We're the first grass-fed burger uh, that you can get in, in America at, at, a, at a major professional stadium. And I compliment, you know, the, the Falcons leadership and Arthur Blank for that. And, um, you know, relationships like Whole Foods. You know, working with with Whole Foods to 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 help uh, ensure that we're growing with with the right partners, and so. But I I would say that if you you know if for the next three to five years, I think it will be hard put to find a bar farm burger outside of the the southeast. Maybe coming up towards you. You know, I mean, I think that would be you know Kentucky. Uh, you know, we really like uh, Louisville and, and Lexington. I like. Uh, Cincinnati and we're, you know, we're, we're, you know, our, our, our rivals to the South, Florida, man, it's a big state down there. I've been looking, looking across that line, thinking about what Farmburg and Florida could look like as well. So we'll see what, we'll see what happens, but, but I, I'm, I can't tell you, Shelly, how thankful I am for, for, for just for what we got today and um, for the, the work that we get to do every day. And, you know, we're just trying to, 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 to be, to do good, you know what I mean? And do good by our, 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 our team members and our, our, our guests and our farmers and uh, make sure that we're, we're walking the walk as we walk into the future. Well, you can't do better than that. And I do want to thank you for pulling back that barn door and giving us a, a look at some of the inner workings of farm burgers. I, I wish you great success. And also to our audience that, uh, is going to wrap up another show, but come back soon. And until then, be sure you have a great day. <laughs>